Hi, Gemstones, and welcome to another episode of Blurg. Today we're discussing Secret Santa, the eighth episode of season four of our favorite television program, 30 Rock. A new social media outlet threatens to not only destroy democracy, but foster forbidden love between a wicked game, Julianne Moore, and Jack. In other plot points, Kenneth has a John McEnroe-induced crisis of faith, Liz becomes a domestic terrorist, and Sari actually gets screen time. Way to go, Sari. Now everyone assemble your Verdukian mouth pleasures platter, because it is time for Blurg. What is this, Horseville? Because I am surrounded by naysayers! We are lovers. Oh, that word bums me out, unless it's between the words meat and pizza. Live every week like a shark week. Your hair is looking less weird. Thanks. Okay, Christmas gifts. Uh, Pete. Well, he keeps telling me that he wants skinny jeans, so cheese of the month club. Uh, Jenna? Oh, I want to take that internet photo of her nipple slip and have it made into a jigsaw puzzle. Oh, she'll love that. Okay, uh, Jack? <laughs> Jack Donaghy? Yeah. Huh. Well, I've never exchanged gifts with Jack before, but we've known each other four years. I mean, we're friends, right? Absolutely. You guys remind me of that bantering couple in that old movie, um, Meet the Parents. Oh my, is it yearbook time already? The company has acquired an up-and-coming social networking site called UFace, so each executive has to set up their UFace page. Now this picture will be my FOLO, which is a contraction for photo and hello. UFace. Who are you facing? <laughs> no one. Those sites are for horny married chicks with kids who want to exchange pervy emails with their old high school boyfriends. And since all your high school boyfriends are now gay... Exactly! That was a really good one, Nick. See, I can actually say goodbye when it's not time for me to say goodbye. How fun. <laughs> it's so hard to say goodbye. It's impossible to for yesterday. me. So, I can never say goodbye to our fans. Thank you, fans. <laughs> so what did you think of this episode? This one was super fun. Very oh dense. God. A lot of plot points. Um, Julianne Moore, I don't know why when I first watched it, her... Accent was like off-putting to me, but I think that's just Bostonians as a whole. Very sorry to that community. I know that you're actually like very low-key and chill, so I don't think this will become like a dramatic issue. Um, but no, this was a really fucking fun episode. Your thoughts? Same. I was surprised because I feel like Deal Breakers for me is, you know, the top of the mountain. And this one's right up there. I thought it was hilarious. Yeah, we uh, plateaued. Oh, no. That's not actually good, is it? But we didn't. I mean, we did, but we didn't go down. Like, we didn't have a sharp drop down from Deal Breakers. No, we plateaued. Because <laughs> it's the same level. But we're way Is that not what words mean? Yes, yeah, we're still we're high. high. It's we a high plateau. plateau. down low. You can plateau anywhere, baby. Ooh, I don't know why I, I called you. I realize that. Sorry. That's why the point of this is we may have leveled off, but we're at a great cruising altitude. We are not leveling off in turbulence and plateauing there. Oh, no. Are we in Canada? We were the Canadian Rockies. We're going to Yellow Jacket. Is that where they are? I was thinking of that today. Yeah, I think so. It doesn't even look cold. Let's start walking. <laughs> 19 months, you can make it out, right? Isn't that you what could. the Uruguayan yeah. team did? Yes, as they ate people's butts on the way. <laughs> <laughs> no. It's a movie called Alive with one young Ethan Hawke. Rawr. What, didn't it also happen? It did, and I read the book. <laughs> <laughs> this, I remember vividly. This is the year I lived in Chicago. I moved there to do improv and stand-up. Nice. I think I left my house twice. 
I was in an improv group and I got obsessed with Ethan Hawke and I watched that movie a lot and I read the book. <laughs> and I turned out just like this. <laughs> I hope they explain why they don't try and leave. Anyway, off topic. <laughs> onto this episode. It's a really good Liz's one. hair's looking better. But she's That's still it. wearing a wig, just so you know. According well, yeah, to she would never cut her gorgeous locks. According to the um, audio commentary of last week, the um, director said she had to wear a wig for three weeks so that it looked like it was growing back. But it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> and then they're talking about Christmas gifts. Now, Sari seems actually interested in paying attention and like she's actually going to write these things down. This is a total character shift for her. Yeah, well, she wants screen time. And she knows that the only way to get it is to actually be like, okay, at her job. Is my theory... Or they just needed Katrina Bowden because she's the youngest one there, her character Sari, to explain you face. So what do you think about Pete in a pair of skinny jeans? I think that'd be a good look. I think so, too. I think I'd be shocked but enthralled by his package in those. I think it would be unexpected but a fun surprise. So she goes for Cheese of the Month Club (laughs) instead. Nick and Emma playing Price of Right rules. What do you think the average Cheese of the Month Club cost is? I know the answer. $40. $40. I was going to say 35 The answer is 39 Emma is our winner. Nick is oh, over. damn it. <laughs> Murray's Cheese of the Month Club, $39 a month, which seems like a lot of money for cheese. And if you want it to be the Cheese Board of the Month Club, it goes up to $59. Damn. It's a lot. I mean, I don't really eat that much cheese, but I know it is delicious, so... So Ash Sari's like, what should we get Jenna? And Liz is like, oh, I want to take that internet photo of her with her nipple slip and have it made into a jigsaw puzzle. She's like, oh, she's going to love that. She's going to love that so much. And she will. Sweet. She's like, what about Jack? She's like, Jack Donaghy? Huh? I never I thought of exchanging yet. gifts with Jack. We've known each other for four years. I mean, we're friends, right? And then Sari shows how young she is by saying, yeah, you're just like that bantering old couple um, on Meet the Parents. So we go into Jack's office where Jonathan is taking Jack's picture casually. Seductively, you mean. And Liz is like, oh my, is it yearbook time already? So Jack says the company's acquired an up-and-coming social network site called Uface. So each What do you think that's a portmanteau of? <laughs> Could it be YouTube and Facebook, or is that a leap? Don't you finger-bang me. Julie, just say the word. So each executive has to set up their I guess the word's page. no. Sorry, please go. of me will be a photo. She's like, not a word. Which is a contraction of photo and hello. You face. Who are you facing? Good ad. He's such a good pitch man. No, I mean, this is the thing. Comedy and marketing are so intrinsically linked. If you're funny, you're really good at selling things. And if you're really good at selling things, you're really good at selling your body. If you're really good at selling your body, you can be a cult leader. Like you, Julie. So I listened to Emily Ratajkowski today on Kara Swisher's podcast, Sway. And I got to say, yeah. I don't like her. <laughs> oh, no. She's a model, right? But like an activist model? She's, she and Jamila Jamil should start their own country with Gal Gadot or something. And I don't know. Anyway. It's oh, a very specific type of human. <laughs> yeah, we are, we are skipping over some funny-ass lines. So Liz is like... Uh, I'm not facing anyone. Those sites are for horny married chicks with kids who want to exchange pervy emails with their old high school boyfriends. She feels very true. <laughs> yeah, and but, it's about to come true. <laughs> yeah, I mean, thankfully, all of her ex-boyfriends are gay, which uh, is stated very matter. <laughs> you know, mine too. 
she's like, exactly. He's like, so Lemon, what can I do for you? Now, Jonathan is about to be in his element like nobody's business. I mean, Yuck. come to life. Because, like, Liz cheapestly asked, should we exchange gifts this year? Maybe? I don't know. He's like, oh, just, I would love to. But Jonathan is gasping. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, great, so what do you want? He's like, what? She's like, well, my family, everyone just writes down what they want, and then we give it to each other, and everybody had a great Christmas. Yeah, Jackson. but that's not how Jack does gift giving. That's not how Catholics do it. That's not how Irish Catholics do it specifically. Gift giving is the purest expression of friendship, and I'm going to think about what I know about and like about you, and that will lead me to the perfect gift. You do the same. So bath salts and a coffee mug would be like, <laughs> not it? So the star of the scene, 100%, is Jonathan's gay gasp. He doesn't even have any lines. Liz is obviously very familiar, so she's a nerd to it because of her boyfriends, which are now all gay. And Jack is there because he's a daddy and he's a bear. He's a daddy bear. Oh, my God, he is. So now we're with um, Jenna in the hallway with Cheyenne Jackson. I forgot this was the Rage Trucks episode. (laughs) So she's like, thanks. And uh, Pete comes up to Dan. (laughs) That's all she says. Thank you and good night. How's it going? He's like, well, I'm worried. I've been here on, I've been on the show the last two weeks. Pete's like, good stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Josh 2.0, Josh 2.0. No, because Danny's talented. So is Josh. Well, you're right. Let me get to this. Boom, boom. That was his big thing. (laughs) So Pete's like, every Christmas I collect money from the staff and give it to the cleaning ladies. Danny's like, of course, count me in. And Jenna's, he's like, Jenna, would you like to chip in? No, thank you. I'm doing my own thing this year. Her own thing is zero. That's like 100% me. I was going to say something funny, but it's just so me. No, I would just throw money around. Then I'd I don't feel like you would be stingy. No, yeah. I'm not stingy at all. You'd much rather throw money around than come up with something. Then do something. Own. Yeah, <laughs> so true. Yeah, that is very true. So Pete gets pissed. He's like, she does this every year. She doesn't give the money because she knows the card says from the cast and writers of TGS and she'll get credit for it anyway. I should make up new cards and say happy holidays from everyone except Jenna. But that would require me to have to some have some remaining life force in me. <laughs> so I'm gonna have to go drink alone at the oyster bar. He feels like me as a manager. <laughs> that would just require me to have anything left. So Jack comes into Liz's office. He's like, I've been finger banged, Lemon. Finger tagged. <laughs> <laughs> I've said finger banged like three times now. <laughs> So Liz says, was it down by the subway entrance? Because I saw a gangly-looking kid down there. (laughs) Finger tag means that I was contacted by someone from U-Face. In this case, this would be Nancy Donovan, the cutest girl at East Sadchester High School, class of 76. And Saray pipes in with, oh, that's the year my mom was born. (laughs) Oh, my God. This is my favorite line reading of the entire fucking episode. Would you get us some pens? (laughs) See, I told you you'd find an old girlfriend. Now, we learned that Nancy Donovan wasn't actually Jack's girlfriend, but he was her first crush. My first crush was Larry Wilcox, the blonde guy from Chips, bowl haircut, thin lips. (laughs) (laughs) We'll learn later when Liz hooks up with someone at TGS, won't give any spoilers, that she also has thin lips. Villainous lips. Great, (laughs) but (laughs) villainous lips. But um, makes up for it in tongue girth. So Jack, once again, is bitchy and says, this wasn't a TV crush. This was real. (laughs) Hers with Larry Wilcox got pretty real, though. 
Here's a woman I haven't seen in 25 years. One day on face and she finds me. Tells me she's coming down to pick up her sons at Fordham and she'd love to swing by. What does that mean? So Suri's so in and she knows all the jargon, all the lingo, all the things. She's like, well, did she post you public or PM? I don't know. Let's look at her page. So Liz tries to help, and so she's spelling out www. <laughs> got it. Well, <laughs> Cerise got it. And she's like, I'll check her face vault to see your previous bing bings. Liz is still on the struggle bus. Is you face hyphenated? Huh. Six, six months ago, her status was married. But 10 days ago, she changed it to working on it. Can you imagine a world? And I mean, I guess some people do do this on Facebook, where they're just like in a relationship. It's complicated with their fucking husband. Can you still do that? I don't know. So Jack's like, "Let me see that," and Liz's like, "Nope, don't put a hyphen in it. There are definitely faces here. They're not being treated with respect." And that's my number two line reading of the entire episode. One scene. One kidney. So Lutz, walking 10 steps, is out of breath. Kenneth, bag of names. Seek a Santa. Seek a Santa. Yeah, I don't understand why they're just like, he's trying to tell us something. He said it. He already said it. All the things have been said. Well, Tufer, thankfully, went to Harvard. And he's like, Kenneth is doing a secret Santa fun swap thing. Did he go to Harvard or Tufts? I thought he was a Harvard man. No, I was kidding. That was a joke. I'm sorry. Oh. Jokes are funny. <laughs> Frank says he takes the two worst parts of Christmas, giving and rules, and combines them. Then we what flash back to Kenneth. Christmas. Well, here they are. You want to read them? Sure. And then the person with the highest number gives the smallest gift to the tallest person. They want to switch. They cannot. Unless, Unless they, do. they do. Then everyone puts their head down, except for the murderer. Oh, wait. That's not right. <laughs> My favorite line reading in there is, they cannot. Unless they do. <laughs> <laughs> The whole thing was so confusing, I ended up getting my own crappy gift back. Like, I needed two copies of Over 60 Vixens. I really appreciate Frank's type. It's middle-aged and large. (laughs) (laughs) Kenneth walks in. Mr. Rasatano, would you like to participate in our studio-wide Secret Santa fun swap? Thinking on his feet like only a writer can, he says, I totally would do Secret Santa, but I don't believe in Christmas, because I'm a... Verdukian. Yes, we are all very strict Verdukians. So, Kenneth's never heard of the religion, but asked what they believe in. We learn that the healing power of root beer is among them. Lutz chimes in with a, that a man can up to nine wives if two of them are male. <laughs> and they always leave work to go to the movies on Merlin Peen. So, good Merlin Peen to you, Kenneth. <laughs> good so, Merlin Peen. This just makes you think of like a mermaid dick, right? It actually doesn't. Why would mermaids <laughs> have not? dicks? No, mermaids are women. Mer- sorry, mermen. Mermen. <laughs> no, Merlin mermen. is a wizard, right? He could be a mermaid. <laughs> <laughs> Incorrect. <laughs> so Liz is trying to get help from Jonathan. Good luck there. Talk to me. What's this? Is this a store Jack likes? Unbelievable. Do you really think you belong <laughs> you on Mr. Donaghy's personal gift list? You be Liz. Why not? We're friends. He's the best gift giver in the world. I tried once. I bought him a $95 bottle of olive oil, and in return, he got my sister out of a North Korean jail. <laughs> oh, brother. You will never match him, and I'll be here next year to take you off that list. Even if I get into <laughs> law school, I won't go. All right. <laughs> uh, Jack comes in. So, Jonathan, would you 
Oh, Lemon, come in for a minute. I want you to meet my old friend, Nancy Donovan. I'll Julianne Moore struts in, like, <laughs> why doesn't she have a fucking Oscar? She That's my maiden one. name. Because she only plays the same character. That's why. That's my maiden Scandal. name. I keep telling you, things have changed. Scandal. You know, your hair, it's like a shag carpet. I want to sit on it and play board games. <laughs> nice to That's meet you. Hot. Yeah, that is... That is sexual. That is finger banging. (laughs) No, she fully finger banged him there. She finger tagged him big. And I finger watched. (laughs) You're Liz, go. Uh, Nice to meet you. Is your family here? Uh, Just the boys. My husband couldn't make it. Husband couldn't make it. Oh, I brought something to show you. It's uh, it's goofy, I know. Oh, my goodness. Hey, Beantown. (laughs) Hey, Beantown. When school, Beantown, Nancy and I were in. I thought you would stage fright. Remember hey, the commercial? Hey, Bean Town. The Puritans found you. Hey, Bean Town. Water surrounds you. So let's watch the Sox play ball. Play ball. Hey, Bean Town, you've got it all. It's like being there. Okay, so it's not a real musical. I understand that now. Um, Liz wasn't a real musical. She played John Proctor in The Crucible. Oh, you went to an all-girls school? <laughs> Jack played Paul Revere And we were all jealous of Liz Albertson Because she got to play his horse Bless her heart She's She had a ride him. hypoactive thyroid Which I did as well Do <laughs> so you remember the time she cannonballed Into Mel and Deschette's above ground pool And saw the lining <laughs> Okay why are you Fran Drescher right now Is my I question I lost my Boston I'll get it back <laughs> You can now be Jack with a Boston queens. accent in a minute no, I can't do accents, and I've never tried, and I never will. So Jack says, and floated <laughs> out into the street, and got hit by a car. So, in the wake of in the wake of Nancy Donovan's arrival, Liz is kind of into how much he's laughing, commenting on how she's never seen him laugh that much, and um, love is here, and Liz is going to be one of the major reasons that they get together. <laughs> I can't believe you're not married. Thought you'd have some hotshot young wife with black hair and says queer stuff like dressing on the side. Well, I was married, but people grow apart. Was she a bitch or did you cheat? <laughs> the former. The former? What are you, a newscaster? Whatever happened to your Boston accent? You're a liar, Nancy Donovan. I never had a Boston accent. What about you, loudmouth? What salty piece of trash did you trick into marrying you? I have you know that my husband happens to be a very prominent Pakistani anesthesiologist. No, I'm kidding you. He's an Irish moron, runs a roofing company. So if you need your roof done, call someone else, because my guy is not reliable. What do you say I take you and the boys out to dinner? I know a lot of terrific places. Uh, I don't know. They have their hearts set on the ESPN zone. They've been talking about the Hideki Matsue Kayeti fajitas all week. Well, let them go to the ESPN zone and I'll take you someplace nice. Yeah, sure. Why not? I'm, I'm glad we uh, never made out in high school. Otherwise, this whole thing would be so awkward. Excuse me. We kissed every night on stage in Hey Beantown. Ah! It doesn't count. It wasn't even any tongue. But only because my mother told me that French kissing was for the Italians. They do love it. How else do you think I got Mr. Sorrentino to cast me as the spirit of liberty? So somehow in this episode, Tracy has morals. I'm not really sure why. What's with all that junk, Ken? Kenneth also is trying to be super kind and create an all-inclusive holiday decoration thing. So he's got the Christmas tree, a menorah. 
A picture of President Obama for the Muslims. Gonna let that one slide. (laughs) Yikes, I'm not sure he should have. And a bowl of meat cubes with a picture of Jimmy Connors sticking out and the tradition of Verdukianism. Oh my god, I said John McEnroe in the intro. What adult? (laughs) I said finger bang like seven times, so... (laughs) All white tennis players look the same to me. I can't help it. Manifesting your dreams. That doesn't make sense. Jimmy is Catholic. Wow. I totally, even watching the episode, I saw that picture. I still thought McEnroe. Wild. Well, we know that you're really only into women's tennis, so you're forgiven. Yeah. Into, Into men, but dislike them. Not into women sexually, but prefer them. It's an interesting dichotomy. So now we're about to play off that we are Verdukians. Tracy's like, so you guys are Verdukians? They're like, yeah, that's why we can't do Secret Santa. Then sing me that Verdukian Winter Carol, the famous one. Oh, meatball of Verdukian. Such people. (laughs) And now a Christmas song. Oh, Mr. Baker. Which one of us can actually sing? It's not me. None of us. Emma? Emma's probably the closest. Can you sing? Meh. Can you do the so, Old Holy Night? <gasps> holy night, the stars are brightly shining. Nice. What so, the what? <laughs> <laughs> New dude is uh, good at singing as Tracy Jordan is at everything. <laughs> so Pete realizes this is his ticket not to improving the show, which you think would technically be his job, but revenge on Jenna. He also was like, why didn't you actually tell us that you could sing? Because I had Tracy playing Josh Groban last week. Seemed like you could have potentially taken that over. So he says that you should take over Jenna's traditional singing part in the Christmas show. To which Danny's like, no, I don't want to take anyone. Like, we can share the stage. And he's like, better. Share the stage. She'll love that. But be- Sorry, before that, Pete's like, Why? He's like, for the most wonderful reason of all, Christmas vengeance. (laughs) Jenna will be finally punished for all the times I had to pay for her share of the cleaning ladies. So he's going to give him, that's right, she's going to share the stage. And Daddy's like, I'm sorry, are you being sarcastic? Canadians have a hard time recognizing it because we don't have a big Jewish population. Burn. You should have said that one. (laughs) Happy Hanukkah, by the way. Bless you. Merry Christmas, Pete Hornberger. All right, I'm going to try and get my Nancy Donovan back. I can't believe you're not married. I thought you'd have some hot shot young wife with black hair who says queer stuff like dressing on the side. That is like a very <laughs> people who grew up in the 60s sort of thing where they just say queer for weird still. Yep. And it's like unsettling, but also charming weirdly. <laughs> is it just because it's Julianne Moore and also my mom that I feel that way? <laughs> I feel like we've taken back queer. Now it's a great word. When you hear it, you're like, yeah, fuck yeah, it's queer. Awesome. Yeah, queer, but not when used as a synonym, as an adjective for weird. Yeah, there's a lot of things wrong with this episode. There's a lot of problematic things. I haven't seen one yet. Well, here comes another Obviously, one. Jack's I'm like, kidding. well, I was married, but we people grow apart. She's like, was she a bitch or did you cheat? She's real subtle. Then the only two options. The she former, seems like black and white, Catholic or not. The former, what are you, a newscaster? That was it. That's not it. I think that's it. You had it. You have me by the heartstrings. You had me at hello. You had me at hello. Hello. That was not a Boston accent at all. Hello. That's Boston. (laughs) I got it there. By the way, whatever happened to your Boston accent? 
And then he goes into one. So imagine that I'm doing one. You're a liar, Nancy Donovan. I never had a Boston accent. What about you, loudmouth? What Southy piece of trash do you trick into marrying you? I'll have you know that my husband has to be a very prominent Pakistani anesthesiologist. No, I'm kidding you. He's an Irish moron. He runs a roofing company. So if he needs your roof done, call someone else because my guy's not reliable. No. We understand why she changed her U-Face status a fortnight ago. Hold on. My favorite line's coming up for Nancy Donovan. Can you say the Jack line? Um, oh, what do you say? I'll take you and the boys out to dinner. I know a lot of terrific places. Uh, I don't know. They have the hot set on the ESPN zone. They've been talking about the Hideki Matsudi Caliente fajitas all week. <laughs> <laughs> I, it does I suggest roll off the tongue. Both of you say it. It's really fun to say. Say it. Hideki Matsui Caliente Fajitas. Yes. <laughs> oh, my Have gosh. Hideki Matsui Caliente Fajitas. <laughs> yes. Well, let them go to the ESPN zone, and I'll take you someplace nice. Yeah, sure. Why not? I'm, I'm glad we never made out in high school. Otherwise, this whole thing would be so awkward. They did kiss every night in Hibi Town, but it doesn't count if there's not tongue. But only because my mother told me that French kissing was for Italians. They do love it. How else do you think I got Mrs. Sorrento to cast me as the spirit of liberty? Oh, my God. Scandal. You fucking Hold the phone. We are about to have a moment. (laughs) What's the moment? There's a rage streak coming on. Oh, my God. For you or for Jenna or for both? Well, I'm definitely on the verge. (laughs) She's a woman on the verge. A duet? Really? I didn't know you sang. It's funny because that's kind of my thing. Next thing I know, you're going to be telling me you're really blonde and have a urinary tract infection. <laughs> Maybe I should hear you sing. That way I can plan our harmonies. <laughs> so Cheyenne Jackson sings Danny Boy. Clear and Stunningly. beautiful. Tonally. So you super understand why he was fresh off the bus to New York, never struggled, and immediately got cast on Broadway. Isn't that the story? Yeah. So then he's like, I'm sorry, is your nose bleeding? She's like, yeah, because I'm so happy for you. It's definitely not a rage joke. <laughs> As someone who is a frequent sufferer of nosebleeds, I do think about this every time my nose starts bleeding. Is, is this the end? Is this a stroke? When will the lamb stop screaming? <laughs> Clary. So Tracy and Kenneth are talking, and Tracy's like, what's up, Special K, having a party? My accents are really off tonight. I apologize. <laughs> I feel like you're doing an amazing job. You've got a wide range to hit today. Yeah. I felt like my Boston accent was really good earlier in my head. So sorry. it's not And in actuality. Mm-hmm. Well, thank not God. Me, Nick sir. Is... Tonight <laughs> is the Verdukian holiday of mouth pleasures. Misters Rossitano, Spurlock, and Lust must have a free sausage pizza, followed by some gentle flossing performed by a blonde virgin. <laughs> Your generosity is being taken advantage of. What do you mean? For Dukeanism, it's fake. Those dudes made it up because they didn't want to do Secret Santa. Now I'm giving but the they stuff that knows. All the rules and rituals. That's what religion is, K-Fed. Just a bunch of made-up rules to manipulate people. Why don't Catholics eat meat on Friday? I'll tell you why. Because the Pope owes Long John Silvers. <laughs> That's an actual fact. You can, you can snopes it, and still, it'll be super true. Wait a minute. Are you saying that other religions are made up by man, too? Uh-oh, Ken. We may have fallen into the intellectual deep end here. And if you try to grab onto me, we'll both drown. <laughs> what if there's no God? Okay, time to go. <laughs> when did you first have some sort of existential crisis about religion? Or did you? From the moment I was born, I'm pretty sure. Yeah? 
I mean, I was my mother's earliest memories of me having panic attacks about dying and not believing in an afterlife. So that's when mine started too. I guess that's Aww. why we're both so Synergy. good at <laughs> <laughs> So Liz comes into Jack's office with a tie that he is currently wearing. <laughs> is she that Maroon and Navy? <laughs> Nerds! <laughs> Don't tell me, Lemon, you spent $500 on a tie I already have at a store with a no returns policy. Oh, shark farts, which I don't say enough, which is great. Yeah. <laughs> I will be taking shark farts from this episode. I've been it's saying no fuck balls Hideki a lot Matsui lately. Fajitos, but <laughs> no, but my new under my breath swear is fuck balls. And I don't know why I say that, but shark farts is way better. <laughs> Did you see that Jim Shark hired a bunch of people on Cameo to wish like a happy birthday or happy holidays to a dude named Jim Shark just so they could make a compilation video? I did not. Well, they did. And now you know. Shark farts. <laughs> but this is my lucky tie, and anyone who knows me would know that. Just like I know you only wear that sweater when you're planning on eating pasta with red sauce. Jonathan leans over. Nice haircut. He's a cumulative two lines of this entire episode, but he's the star. He's the best. Jack's like, let's level the playing field. How about the most we can spend on each other's gifts? How about the most we can spend on each other's gifts is zero dollars. Oh, you want to do creative gifts? Uh, well, you are the one that's in trouble now, buddy, because creativity to me, it's like, it's just like a bird, like a, like a friendly bird that embraces all ideas, just like shoots out of its eyes, all, all kinds of beauty. Wow, Lemon, this is like watching Hemingway write Mark Hemingway. Yeah, wait, so why are you wearing your lucky tie? I'm having dinner tonight with Nancy alone. She changed her status to a weirdsies. What are your expectations here? She's married. Oh, I don't know, Lemon. Nancy's leaving tomorrow. Can I just enjoy this while it lasts? That's what I said when that hot dog vendor passed out, but you made me go get help. That's like a subtle line of the episode for me. <laughs> so Danny's confronting Jenna. Did you hire this guy to come to my dressing room and punch me in the throat? No. And it's Sue Boss! Welcome back, our favorite trash collector. He's bigger than you said. May I still collect my kiss? Vatane. <laughs> Does that actually mean something? She always she said it more than once. I'm sure it means It comes out. up quite often. And like Sue says it as well. Vanderhout Salouche or whatever. Mm-hmm. Oh, it is Italian. And it means it's- fuck off. <laughs> wow, they got away with that. Good for them. Why would you do that, Jenna? I thought we were buddies. You don't fool me with your innocent act. First, you force your way into my solo. I didn't force anything. Pete's the one that wanted to take away your solo. What? Why? He's mad that you don't chip in for the dress cleaning ladies' Christmas gifts. I'm doing my own thing. I got them this. The program from this year's Asian Women in Television Awards. Julie Chen's energy drink. Chen and <laughs> Also an excellent line. <laughs> A flip video. Hang on. I didn't know this was in here. Wow, you're really getting into the Christmas spirit. Oh my God, I just got sarcasm. It is so refreshing when hot people develop the basic building blocks that will eventually blossom into humor. Fine, I'm terrible at Christmas because I've never had a nice one. Sometimes my mom would take us to see Santa Claus, but that's just because she suspected one of them was my deadbeat dad. So I'd have to get in on every Santa's lap in the Bakersfield area and scream, you ought to be ashamed of yourself, Travis! <laughs> I would have liked to flashback here. 
No, but it's fine. Nice. We'll get it later when Verna comes in with the gator and everything. But it would have been nice here as well. Danny's oh, no, like, that sounds oh, horrible. And then I'd sing carols in the middle of Sears just to create a distraction while my mom shoplifted. And those few minutes when I was singing carols, that was the one part of Christmas I liked. And now you've taken that away from me. And Danny says, well, that went well. He got it again. Sarcasm. <laughs> so Kenneth is holding up Jesus and says, you're just a Kenny Rogers doll now. Something you want to say? Tracy says to Frank and all the guys. Yeah, we want to do Secret Santa. Yay! Secret Santa has been canceled because I have lost my faith. But something's changed in us, says Tufer. It's a Christmas miracle. That certainly proves God exists. If God existed, then he would punish you for what you did to me. And yet here you are, unpunished. Ergo, our actions have no consequences. So if you'll excuse me, I'm going to buy some guitar music. <laughs> he's off the fucking rails. He's taking up guitar. He's going to start drinking hot liquids. The devil's temperature. Tracy says, you've turned out Kenneth. You've turned Kenneth out at Christmas. You will fix this. <laughs> Which is what you normally say about a prostitute, right? Like we turned her out. Yeah, or in uh, in prison, if you oh. turn someone out. It's never nice. a great situation there as well. <laughs> but, you know, Kenneth, I guess, has been biblically turned out, like Mary. Tracy so, commands that they punish themselves, though. So Jack and Nancy, he's like, hey, what was the name of that abandoned factory where we used to go shoot BB guns at rats? Boston sounds amazing. <laughs> Wolford Cap and Gown. Is that of Boston? Did perfect. I nail it? Of course. Is it still there? No, they tore it down and put up a big playground. Oh, what a shame. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, can I buy you a nightcap? Better not. We've got an early train back to Boston tomorrow. And you know how hard it is to get teenagers out of bed in the morning. Oh, yes. But not in the way you're talking about. Devastating. It's just like, I can imagine at any point dating a teenager and I'm half his age. Oh, no, I'm two-thirds his age. I'm one-third his age. What happened? <laughs> it was great to see you, Jack. I'll hit you on you face, but you got to promise to finger tag me back. I'd like nothing more. I, this feels suspect to me. This feels like some sexual shenanigans are afoot. They are. Then I'm correct. <laughs> so Liz has doubled down. And has decided to present her <laughs> crazy bird of laser-focused creativity to Jack. And it's a song. Like do, the one do, that they do, sing. Do, do, do my friend is Jack. If you like his Juno. next guy, pat him on the back. He's a Jack attack, fatty whack, give the man. Nope, never mind. <laughs> Not your present. Oh, no, please don't go. I'm sorry that I wasn't able to feign interest in whatever that was. Nancy left this morning. Show me on the 1210 out of Penn Station. I'm on the 310 to Yuma. Do you ever wonder, Lemon, what your life would be if you had never left your hometown? Oh, of course. Have you not read my terrible short story, The Two Paths of a Virginia Apple? <laughs> <laughs> I would like to read it. I spent my whole life trying to erase where I came from, but after these moments with Nancy for the first time in my life, I'm homesick. Aw, emotions. Well, you'll stay in touch, right? I don't know. Nancy's going back to her husband, her life. I think this was just a moment in time. I just wish it had lasted a little bit longer. Okay, well, I'm going to go work on your real gift. You know what would be real nice on that wall over there? A drawing of a frog. <laughs> <laughs> she says that line real cute, too. Drawing of a frog. Nope. 
A frog. <laughs> no, the line, the next lines are no and no. Oh, I thought you were just shutting me down. <laughs> so now we have to listen to Jenna and Danny do a duet where he's singing off key on purpose, which I'm guessing is not easy. As a person who can't sing on key, I'm guessing it's not easy to sing off key. His talents have literally no Merry The only Christmas thing he can't do is grow Christmas hair. To you. <laughs> but he bought it and he looks amazing. Oh my gosh. He went through so many ordeals. Five hair transplants. It was worth it. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, Pete's Merry in the background. Christmas. Like all of my dreams and wishes have completely collapsed on themselves like a dying star. But Jenna's happy. And we all want Jenna to be happy. I don't. So okay. Nancy walks in. Hey, Jack, my train got canceled. We spent all day at Penn Station trying to get out. I figured I should finally take the hint to meet you for that drink. <laughs> well, Jack says, I'm glad you came back. I figured I owed you that kiss goodbye. I mean, uh, what's the big deal? We did it every night in Hey Beantown. We'll just do it high school style. No tongue. And then they do. Uh, it's it's weird because they feel like they're keeping their mouths, mouth, their mouths is... <laughs> they're keeping their mouths closed completely. Like they're not even like it doesn't have to be no tongue. You can still open your mouth a little bit. Like mm. <laughs> yeah, I mean this is like high school no tongue. So yeah, they it can't definitely open looks any like orifices. And the song of mine in three in three quarter time. Wishing you and yours the same thing too. So Jack gets Liz the most exceptional $0 present. It is, it is the playbill from the genderblind crucible framed in the wood from the stage of her high school theater. Jonathan drove all over Pennsylvania and he did not reimburse him for gas. $0. Liz is a little smug though. She's like, thank you, Jack. That's amazing. <laughs> Jack's like, don't worry about my present because I got the greatest gift you could ever imagine. Nancy came back to say goodbye. Her train was canceled. Because somebody called in a bomb threat to Penn Station. You're welcome. Merry Christmas. She does look like <laughs> Kenneth's smug little uh, turtle face. <laughs> so in come the police. They're like, which of you are Frank Rossitano and James Spurlock? <laughs> Frank, annoyingly, is like, that's us. You're under Always arrest. lie. <laughs> what do we do? Someone called in a bomb threat from your phone this morning. I renounce Verdukianism. Shocking, Lutz doesn't do well in a crisis. <laughs> At least he's not spitting out food. What does that mean? Are you Al-Qaeda? Come here, pal. <laughs> Kenneth is overjoyed. My angry God is punishing them. It's a Christmas miracle. Danny finishes the song, song out flat. In three quarters time. Wishing you and yours the same thing too. Merry Christmas to you. Oh, it's easier to think of key. <laughs> so do you think this next Science. gift that Jack gets was initially part of the package or an extra when Liz went up to him? Total extra. He cannot lose. I know how he Amazing. feels. <laughs> <laughs> Although I started to get more and more used to it. I've lost again today, but so and Liz our comes companion podcast of... takes all over the place. Check it out. <laughs> yeah. I lost both the things that we did today. that were competitive. Liz has 30 rocks and sh- 30 rocks. Wow. Maybe I'm having my own rage stroke. <laughs> and she sees a blonde man on a bicycle and says, are you Larry Wilcox? It is Larry Wilcox. Yeah. I read IMDb. That's yeah, I true. Know. You do not know who Larry Wilcox is? Now I do. Do you know who Eric Estrada <laughs> is? Of course I do. So Larry Wilcox is like, yes, ma'am. And this evening you have permission to call me Officer John Baker. 
But uh, no sex stuff and no touching with guns. Of course, yeah. Merry Christmas, Lemon. Okay, wait. So how is this zero dollars? Well, he promised to get me on Dancing with the Stars. But that's on ABC. Donaghy! (laughs) Boom. (laughs) It's almost Christmas time here. This feels very relevant. Super funny. Love it. Who was your first TV crush? Mine? I don't know. I think a Kelly Kapowski, probably. Zach Morris, for sure. I'm way older. And then it was Jess. My first gay crush was Jess from Gilmore Girls. I'm going to go with Albert, the cocaine-addicted brother on Little House on the Prairie. <laughs> Played by Matthew Laberto, real-life half-brother of Melissa Gilbert. Or stepbrother. Or adopted brother. Nope, that was Jonathan. Anyway, Albert, cocaine-addicted. <laughs> All right, let's head to the chat and rate this mother trucker with our mouths. <laughs> Send. Oh, my God. <laughs> Emma, 95. Julie, 96. Nick, 97. All rewatchable. Hey, 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 hey. Plots. <laughs> Obviously, Julie is the perfect balance between us. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> got to do something right. Uh, a, a broken <laughs> clock's right twice a day, right? Well, our next episode is Klaus and Greta, and that's where Jack and Kenneth have to go break into Nancy's house to try and erase the message. And he yeah. and Jonathan will compete by getting through that wire hanger, which I love. And also the beginning of problematic James Franco for some publicity dating with Jenna. Well, can you do? if you'd like to hear the musings of what happened before Nick drank the vial of CBD, we have another <laughs> podcast called Takes All Over the Place, where we discuss yellow jackets and the sex lives of girls in college and Hawkeye. Check that out. You can come and see us on Instagram at TakesPod. This is Blurg. Um, hope you got a couple good laughs in this week. Hope you have a couple good days off. Thanks so much for listening. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Goodbye. Blurg is a project of Team Takes, a.k.a. Nick Cotter, Julie Sunderland, and Emma Cotter. With the invaluable sound editing help from Phil Cotter and... Frank! <laughs> the awesome toenails on the wood floor from Frank! <laughs> we love you, Frank.